Andrew Pitkin here on KNEM KNMO on his City Beat program as I'm joined by the City of Nevada manager, Mark Mitchell. And Mark, thanks for your time. Ah, good to be with you today. Absolutely. It's your it's your turn on the mic here. <laughs> We'll get back to you. So uh, first thing we're, we're going to talk about here is obviously on a lot of people's minds, the pool closing and something that just did kind of have to happen a bit rapidly, um, I think you would even admit. And so just what were the main reasons for having to close? Yeah, we've had a tremendous water loss and it was putting strain on our water supply system uh, by us taking the emergency measures to shut down the pool. We actually saved about an hour and a half runtime from our water plant each day. Uh, which is saves energy costs and also chemical costs and treatment costs. Uh, on top of that, uh, we're saving electricity at the pool. And I just want to inform the community that uh, we're taking steps to find that leak. Uh, we're hiring our engineer company and contractor to come out and kind of pinpoint where the leak is at and then we'll make corrective measures to fund that and try to get that thing open uh, by next season. For somebody who might say, how can you not find a leak? Uh, what do you say to that person? I mean, it's it's a massive pool, correct? Yeah, the way the pool was designed and engineered, there's like a French drain around the pool, so the water never surfaces to the ground. And on top of that, uh, when the pool was reconstructed to add all the amenities, it also had in it a lazy river. So there's hidden valves, there's lines that we're not aware of. Uh, we're looking at the blueprints and the drawings to try and isolate and find those. And that may be a lot of the problem. Uh, we're just unable to find the actual leak. At this point, is the pool planning on being closed for the rest of the season then? Yeah. And also, I would like to say, yeah, we closed it. And then we're also doing a refund, a prorated refund to everyone that's bought season passes. And also anyone that's bought coupons will be honored for the 2022 season. We'll move on to the golf course, something that we haven't talked about for two or three months. So that's really been something that's kind of been, in some ways, the pride and joy of the city over the last couple of years, the improvements being made there. And so what kind of shape is the golf course in right now? Yeah, I think it's really good shape. I'm very proud of our staff, our maintenance staff and our clubhouse staff. Uh, they've really put a lot of effort into marketing the golf course, get it back into shape. And uh, our sales are up. Uh, our season passes are up. Uh, they're buying a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so, And our tournaments are being pretty successful. Successful. So I'm really proud of the group that they've worked on and the work that they've done out there. Also, with the golf course, what are, I guess, what are some of the fundraisers, some of the tournaments that are being played out there to, to make sure that play remains steady? Are, are they weekly? How do the tournaments work out there? Yeah, there's different groups in our community. Uh, we have an alumni tournament, which is a big tournament. We just did the Knights of Columbus. Or anything else that you'd like to add with the golf course, Mr. City Manager? No, I just want, we are looking at, I'm meeting actually with the grounds crew uh, next week. We're looking at some improvements uh, to put in place in the fall season. So it'd be up and running in the spring season. Sounds good. And so we'll move on to another item that was talked about a little bit recently at the uh, city council meeting actually last night is that airport lighting uh, that is going to be installed out at the airport is uh, it was determined that there was insufficient lighting to make sure that uh, landing at night was possible for all types of aircraft. And so what exactly is going to be taking place out there in the coming months? Yeah, thank you for that. It's been a real struggle out there. We've we've tried to isolate where the uh issue is and what we've discovered is this the whole lighting system needs to be replaced um, a lot of the underground electrical was not in conduit and and some things from the last rehabilitation of the runway so this new lighting project uh, will 
is very needed. And um, right now, it, we do not have active lights that run uh, airports, so we have issues with people landing at nighttime, and that includes also medical transports. We really, it's really high priority that we get the lighting fixed. And what the plan is moving forward is to bid that out uh, this year and hopefully start construction by the end of the year. What are the funds as well, or where are those funds coming from in order to install these lights? Yeah, that comes from uh, MoDOT uh, Aviation, uh, and uh, there's a lot of grant money out there for the airport, and actually this project is a no cost to the city of Nevada. Talking here to uh, the city of Nevada manager, that is Mark Mitchell. We'll move into another item. That's just kind of a cleanup campaign that the city is is uh, promoting at this time. And so what, what exactly does this cleanup campaign entail? We're taking a, a holistic approach. Um, council just passed an ordinance to keep grass out of the city streets. And because of that, we've if, if we allow that to continue to happen, we'll have clogged up storm drains. And, and if you drive around town, you see grass growing up on the edge of the street. That is caused because the grass clippings are seeding uh, the road. So we're taking care of that, try to eliminate that. On top of that, uh, we're sending out letters to property owners to cut their trees. Uh, our school buses will be running. We have RVs, our fire trucks. There's a lot of low-lying limbs in our community. And so it's a responsibility of the property owner to make, to- make sure those are cut uh, at a height that uh, um, will accommodate those vehicles. Uh, if the property owner is unable to do that, the city will come and do it, but we'll, we'll charge our labor to the property owner. So it probably behooves the property owner to go ahead and, and try to cut those if they're able to. And on top of that, we'll be addressing uh, our trash dumpsters around town uh, to make sure the lids are shut and there's covering in areas are in commercial and industrial areas. And, and we're also in, in increasing code enforcement. Uh, we're increasing our dangerous buildings. We're trying to get our community cleaned up, and we're asking for all the citizens to assist with that. Speaking of cleaning up the city, I know by the end of the month, you might actually have an application or a program that somebody can use digitally. It's called C-Click Fix. And so how is that as well going to help with this cleanup campaign? Yeah, I'm actually excited about that because not only are on a workflow level uh, and work order assisting us uh, with the problems and the issues at hand, but it's also a tool that allows the resident to keep track of what's going on. Um, so if a, a pothole is reported uh, on the application, uh the citizens can see when that's going to be done and how long it's take to be completed. And they'll also be able to input on that if it's like 10 days out and nothing's been done, they'll be able to re-enter that and input and say, why hasn't this been done? So it's not only a tool to help reporting, but it's also a communication tool to for accountability on the city. What other communities have you seen using this specific application and how effectively have you seen it used in those other communities? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've noted we've used it actually in 2012. We had it and had a great response with that. Uh, most of the bigger cities utilize it. And uh, so it's been great success because, again, it's a tool that the citizens can keep engaged on and know what's going on. Sounds good. So we'll talk a little bit now just about the Austin Bridge project and where things are at with that, if there's any movement, because I know that it's just been on the mind of the residents for a while. Yeah, I've actually had a conversation with the district engineer about that, and they'll be removing metal in on August 25th. Um, That's another issue, getting those supplies. As everyone knows, uh, everything's hard to come by. So that's been a delay. On top of that, they're still working with the railroad and the contractor to make sure it's safely done so last conversation i had we're still looking at about the first of september now that is subject to change 
I also understand as well as we'll just kind of end on this one, not any particular reason, but uh, that liquor sales are up here in Nevada. And so things are going well in that way. Yeah. And we just passed a, an ordinance to uh, be consistent with state law. And what that will allow our restaurants, if they want to participate, is to uh, allow alcohol to go. Now, it requires a specialized container, and they have to follow state law. And we also increase Sunday sales. So um, now sales ended on a certain time on Sunday. Now it's consistent that sales can take place later into the evening on Sunday. All right. Well, sounds good, Mr. City Manager. Anything else that you would like to say here as we wrap up? I will say that I'm very proud of you, and it's been good knowing you. And I know that you'll be leaving our community, but you'll always be a part of us. Well, I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you for everything that you've done for the city. I appreciate your open communication with the radio station and just for being uh, somebody to talk to. So thanks so much. You bet. And we'll go to five guys sometime up in the city. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) That's city manager Mark Mitchell, the city manager of the city of Nevada, right here on your KADM KNMO City Beat program. I'm Andrew Pitskin. Thanks for listening.